Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the Washington Post, Liz Cheney, weighs third-party run for president. Uh, who exactly would that uh, help? Probably Donald Trump. I, I'm the obsessiveness of the media right now. With a oh, new book out, let's go wall-to-wall. It's, it's silly. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., Um, uh, this story, I, so I heard this story and I didn't think it was true. Let, let, let me, let me do a reset here first though, for this hour. It is the Eric Erickson show. I just happen to be him. The phone number is 877-973-7425. And if you text Eric, E-R-I-C-K to 33777, you can get all the details about the show and the podcast and the sub By the way, can I just say, uh, and I realize it's somewhat shameless self-promotion, but you really should subscribe to the daily email because in addition to what I write every morning that I send everyone, if you're a paid subscriber, you get all the links to all the stuff of the show. In fact, it's gotten to the point that when people email and say, hey, can I get a link to that story you wrote about? You, you need to subscribe to the show notes because those people get the links right when the show starts so you can follow along with me. As I do the show, you can also see how often uh, I shake up the order of the show as opposed to how we, we set up the show notes, and then here we go. Uh, I I saw this story, and it is in the show notes. I didn't really believe the story, and it turns out to be true. I mean, I, I believed it and, and not at the same time. It just sounded too good to be true, but given the government, you expected it to be. Listen to this. This is from Politico. Congress, at the urging of the Biden administration, agreed in 2021 to spend $7.5 billion to build tens of thousands of electric vehicle chargers across the country, aiming to appease anxious drivers while tackling climate change. Two years later, the program has yet to install a single charger. States and the charger industry blame the delays mostly on the labyrinth of new contracting and performance requirements they have to navigate to receive federal funds. While federal officials have authorized more than $2 billion of the funds to be sent to the states, fewer than half of the states have even started to take bids from contractors to build the chargers, let alone begin construction. 
Consumer demand for electric vehicles is rising in the United States, necessitating six times as many chargers on its roads by the end of the decade, according to federal estimates. But not a single charger funded by the bipartisan infrastructure law has come online, and odds are they will not be able to start powering Americans' vehicles until at least 2024. Now, I want to break down a couple of things out of the gate with the story. First of all, the bipartisan law, the investment reduction, or the Inflation Reduction Act was not a bipartisan law. Not under the rules the media signs when Republicans are in charge, it's not. Maybe one or two Republicans voted for it, but overwhelmingly they opposed it. Yet they'll call it bipartisan. The second thing is, listen to this, consumer demand for electric vehicles is rising according to federal estimates. The same federal government that is in charge of dispersing the funds and overseeing the building of these chargers says that uh, consumer interest is rising and consumer demand is rising, and yet the actual automotive industry has sent a letter to the Biden administration, 4,000 car dealers telling the Biden administration they need to slow down their embrace of electric vehicles because consumers aren't buying them. Who are we going to believe? The private sector that will sell these vehicles and get government subsidies and yet says they are not wanting to be sold, or the federal government that estimates the number of chargers needed for the number of cars and can't get any of it done. Do you really believe the federal estimates or the private sector? Now, if you're on the left, you're going to say the federal government. But I have to question you if you're on the left and say you believe the federal estimates because these car manufacturers selling electric vehicles get massive federal subsidies to make them. It's actually in their interest to boost the sales of the vehicles. It's in their interest to promote the sales of the vehicles. It's in their financial interest to do this, and yet they're telling the Biden administration they can't sell them. Even as it's in their interest to do, they can't sell these vehicles. And, of course, there's a massive, massive backlog and massive, massive demand for fossil fuel-burning vehicles, not for electric vehicles. So there are a lot of ideological differences between the right and the left. As much as people on the right these days like to complain about the so-called uniparty, you know, I, I I have a hard time, and I've got friends who do it, and i got to be forgiving, but I, I honestly, I, I, I struggle these days with people who blast the so-called uniparty um, as if there are no differences between the parties. And, and while the parties oftentimes at the elite level and the leadership level do have agreements on things, there is actually a, a vast difference of opinion when it comes to trusting the private sector versus trusting the government. And it's not a coincidence that a lot of the people on the right now who embrace the phrase uniparty are actually big government populists who want to use the government and the power of the government to accomplish things that you can't accomplish in the private sector. And what we see from this story is it fits a familiar pattern of the government itself is never able to productively do things the private sector can do. The private sector has been able to get the space program going again in the way the government subsidizing Boeing has not been able to do. Elon Musk is running circles around everyone when it comes to the space program, and Amazon's working on it as well. 
Boeing and its government-subsidized project is going super slow and behind it has massive cost overruns. The private sector and private efficiencies perform way better than the government. The private sector and private efficiencies are so much more productive, so much more uh, useful, so much more beneficial, so much more efficient than the federal government when it comes to these sorts of things. It, it's actually rather remarkable that we have to relearn this lesson all the time. The federal government is not going to be able to produce a bunch of superchargers around the country in large part because the federal government is not the private sector. It doesn't work the same way. We oftentimes on the right talk about running the government as a business, but at the end of the day, the government's not a business, it's the government. And while it can be made more efficient in terms of funding the government, the reality is the government itself will never be the private sector and will never be run like a business because at the end of the day, the government's never going to go bankrupt, even though technically it is. The government can just get more tax dollars. The government can do things businesses can't but the government is way more inefficient as well. Can you imagine the post office as a private company? The post office would be far more efficient. We, we've been trying for a while to get the post office to operate more like a, a private sector business, and it's just deeply bureaucratic and inefficient. But it also delivers the mail every day, rain or shine. It's got obligations imposed on it by the federal government that can, that prevent it from operating completely like a private sector company. The larger issue here, though, is that the government is convinced that it can stimulate demand for electric vehicles in this country, and it's not doing it. The people who want electric vehicles have now largely bought them. They've been subsidized, and yet people don't want them. The people who want them have already gotten them. The people who want to invest in them. So um, down the hall from me, where I am right now, my CFO for my uh, radio company, David, has a Tesla. He wanted a Tesla. He had an F-150 pickup truck, decided he wanted to get the Tesla. He loves his Tesla. It farts. When people walk past it, it farts. It's actually very funny to, to listen to his car fart. He loves his Tesla. But even David notes its limitations. When it's cold, the battery runs down more. The uh, battery estimates, it, it doesn't live up to the battery estimates typically. When you drive fast and pass people, it runs down the battery quicker. It's got problems. He loves it for what it is as a out-and-about vehicle where he doesn't have to buy gas, doesn't have to go through all the tire rotations all the time, doesn't have to do oil changes, things like that but also he understands its limits. The problem is that in Washington, D.C., they don't understand the limits of electric vehicles. Think about Toyota for a minute. Just, just step back to Toyota for just a moment. The left tried to cancel the chairman of the company. The left tried to drive him from his office as chairman of Toyota because the chairman of Toyota had the audacity to say electric vehicles are not a good strategy. Hybrid vehicles are the way to go that still use fossil fuels but sip them as opposed to drink them because you also have a battery component. And that Toyota could make more 
hybrid vehicles, including plug-in hybrid vehicles, than it could making just electric vehicles because of the demands for lithium and nickel and cobalt and other things in the batteries. And the left tried to drive him from power, and now it turns out everyone else is like, oh, Toyota, smart. The federal government of the United States got it wrong and Toyota got it right because Toyota's in the private sector. Toyota has accountability to shareholders in a free marketplace. The government has accountability to voters and still over 90% of elected officials get reelected every election cycle because there really isn't a lot of accountability because people are stupid and people are voters and stupid voters elect stupid officials who continue to get it wrong. Meanwhile, in the private sector, there is a profit motive and the profit motive requires efficiencies so that people pay attention and get things done. So the government of the United States spends $7 billion to build electric chargers to roll out an electric vehicle network in the country, and they haven't put in a single charger, not a single one. Meanwhile, my Circle K up the street from me just put in four electric chargers, and they're charging people. You can go park at the at the Circle K, put in your credit card, and you can pay for their electricity access for high-speed charging, really high-speed charging, at the local Circle K, done by the private sector. This is just another government boondoggle. Back to the political article. The United States has around 180,000 chargers today, according to the Energy Department. That includes 41,000 of the type of fast chargers that can alleviate the dreaded range anxiety of a long-distance road trip in an electric vehicle. In a June study, the National Renewable Energy Laboratory projected the U.S. will need 1.2 million public chargers by public 2030 to meet charging demand, including 182,000 fast chargers. Administration officials insist the pace at which they're rolling out the infrastructure laws charging funds is to be expected given the difficulty of creating a brand new program in every state and marshalling the private sector to meet complex reliability and performance requirements for each federally funded station. We can go with that or we could just let the private sector handle it without subsidy. And if they think it's worth it because they'll turn a profit, they'll do it. But the federal government time and time again forgets all of these things and forgets the lessons learned in the past because the federal government and the Democrats always bet on big government when you should never bet against the private sector. And frankly, always when it comes to stuff like this, bet against the government because the government always gets it wrong. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint, you want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat. They do onboardings, terminations. They help your team members get to peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They, you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, 
the calm. Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number 877-973-7425. Special tip of the hat here to Kobe, who is filling in while Jim is on vacation. Uh, Jim is, I think this may be the first cruise. Uh, it's definitely the first cruise he's taken in, in at least a decade, but I think it may be the first time he's ever taken a cruise. And so Kobe's here behind the board operating flawlessly, and I sure appreciate it. Now, we got other stuff we got to talk about, including, uh, wait, where did it go? Yep. No, 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 no. I, I, I gotta, I gotta bump this one because I gotta find the clean audio of it. Um, oh, stick around. I, I gotta, I gotta work and find the audio, it, but it, it's, it's remarkable. Um, the audio that I want to play for you. Yeah, yes. That's your tease. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. Let me tell you about the UFOs. Some members of Congress have decided they want to quash coverage of the UFOs. I know y'all are obsessed with it. There's a lot of buzz about UFOs out there and behind the scenes members of Congress, some of them in leadership, want to shut down the hearings and and take everything behind the scenes. Let me tell you what's going on from the people I've talked to on Capitol Hill. They are increasingly convinced we're not seeing little green men and we're not seeing aliens, we're seeing the Chinese and others uh, with technology more complex than we thought they had. It increasingly looks to be a national security issue that we have fallen behind militarily from China, and they want to take this stuff behind closed doors because some of the claims are more salacious uh, than probably what reality would suggest. And also, a lot of the things that are being seen are Chinese military operations and drone technology. That's what I'm being told behind the scenes. And that's one reason that Congress is starting to think maybe we don't need a lot of transparency with the public on this issue. Everybody's fascinated by UFOs. There are so many people who are convinced we're not alone. I honestly, I don't care. And and the reason I don't care is because with the laws of physics and the speed of light, we're never going to meet the little green men. The galaxies are moving further and further away from each other as space expands. Uh, even in the galaxy itself of the Milky Way, things are moving apart, and we're just we're never going to meet the little green men unless we can overcome the speed of light, which we're not going to do more likely than not, uh, at least not in any reasonable person's lifetime. There's just no reason to be so concerned with the fact that there are little green men. And if we found them, how do we know they wouldn't be hostile? They could be Klingons. It's just not worth the amount of effort to get worked up into about little green men when the reality is probably that it is a foreign power and some of the stuff we don't need to be exposing our lack of technology in public hearings about this stuff. I kind of understand why they're thinking it's time to move on from the UFO hearings and take stuff behind closed doors. Now, while all of this is happening, we got economic turmoil out there, which is where Swiss America comes in. Ten regional banks. Notice I said regional, regional instead of regionable, which I'd been saying. Regional banks have had their credit downgraded. Now, they're going to keep making profits. A couple of them have closed, though. Their assets moved. 
The federal government takes care of everything, and it takes care of everything at your expense. That's why Swiss America has been sounding the alarm about a secret war on cash, the all-out assault on freedom. Soaring interest rates are squeezing the economy. Banks are teetering on collapse. Swiss America can educate you on ways to help protect your hard-earned assets now. Go read their secret report, or secret report, their shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. Your copy's free by call or texting 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. You get The Secret War on Cash for free by texting my name to 800-289-2646 or calling and mentioning Eric Erickson. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. That's SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K or call or text my name to 800-289-2646. Message and data rates apply. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Greetings. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program? Delighted to have you with me. Um, I, I, I want to go. I, I, I'm not going to repeat the monologue. But I want to talk about something I talked about last week. I continue to meditate on Noah Rothman's big article in National Review. Uh, so Rothman, in fact, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Noah Rothman, National. I know, I know, this is terrible of me um, that I should I should have pulled it up ahead of time, and I didn't, and yet here I am claiming to be a professional. Um, here we go. Um, it's essentially the great unlearning. That's, that's what it's called, the great unlearning. And I, I actually talked to Noah, and he says he's got more he wants to write about um, on the theme. And essentially he's talking about how we've forgotten so, much, so many basic things. So much of the great unlearning is a function of pride. It's a national enterprise dedicated to bulldozing the past and erecting monuments to ourselves in its place. The effort to decolonize the Western canon, not to expand the sum of human knowledge, but often explicitly to anathematize the philosophical fundamentals of the liberal tradition, is one such act of vandalism. For years, media favorably chronicled the campaign to strip college syllabi of coursework that was too heavily focused on white male thinkers from the United States and Europe. As New York Times reporter Stephanie Saul put it, sympathetically characterizing the views of some professors. Philosophy departments have been drafted into decolonizing the curricula to either free students from the study of Plato, Descartes, Hume, and Kant, Kant, or at the very least to teach their work from a critical standpoint. The project of applying modern standards to our forebearers to aggrandize ourselves has been taken aim at some of the giants of Western political history. And through shame and intimidation, American citizens are being drafted into this campaign of desecration. The retired U.S. Navy captain and NASA astronaut, astronaut Scott Kelly felt the need to publicly apologize for the sin of favorably quoting Winston Churchill. I will go and educate myself further on his atrocities, racist views, Kelly promised the mob. 
Thomas Jefferson embodied some of the most shameful parts of American history, said New York City Councilwoman, ahead of the city's unanimous decision to purify New York City Hall of a statue of the author of the Declaration of Independence. Even the bedrock conventions upon which the United States was established are under attack. The country was founded on white supremacy, said Beto O'Rourke, to the applause of co-partisans. To me, capitalism is irredeemable. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has insisted. The jury system, the evidentiary standards required of a criminal conviction, the right to confront your accuser in court, this is English jurisprudential culture, a white man's culture, and it's got to change, Joe Biden said in 2019. We're willfully refusing to understand that through trial and error, our ancestors came up with a pattern of organizing society that was superior to others. I need to tread some dangerous ground for a moment. And I'm, I want to be delicate and diplomatic so much so that uh, my, my diplomacy may offend some of you for not being as candid and forthright as you think that I should. But I'm, I'm trying to thread a needle and I'm not sure I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try. It's not just that we have forgotten the past. It's that a lot of people, and not just progressives, have chosen a path forward that in devaluing and upending the roots and foundational principles of our society, remodeling it in their own image, they themselves have contributed to it. When I hear some of my friends and allies on the right wonder how it is that so many people could so easily bring themselves to believe the lies told by Hamas. And then they themselves go home to a marriage that is not recognized in the Western canon as marriage until about 10 years ago and participate in relationships that until about 10 years ago really weren't treated as anything mainstream. I do think that people on the left and the right together have decided to remake the world in their image. treading a little more dangerously towards the cliff that gets me canceled. Let me just say that we as a society figured out the way society should work through trial and error. You read old stories from the Old Testament about the fathers of Israel and their polygamous marriages and how it didn't work out well, Leah and Rachel and uh, you've got uh, Abraham and, and his wife and concubine, and, and you've got David and his problems and Solomon and his wives, and it, it led to a fracturing of the kingdom of Israel. And through trial and error, even the Romans concluded that, you know, a man and a woman and an actual woman with actual female body parts married to an actual man who has actual male body parts is the best way in which to raise a future society. 
And when we, left, right, and center, come along and say, hey, you know what? We think now uh, it doesn't matter. Love is love. Same-sex couple marriages are just as, as good. And society, over time, decides to recreate itself in its current image. And then we look out and we think, huh, nobody understands what truth is anymore. Everybody has their own truth and their own emotion, their own emotional response, and and how to raise children is a matter of personal choice as opposed to, well, through trial and order, society and the democracy of the dead discovered the best way to do it, and, and who cares about them? They're a bunch of old, dead, white people anyway. We can do it however we want. You shouldn't be surprised that we arrive at a time where people can look on the mass murder of people in Israel and the beheading of babies and either deny that it happened or say it was justified. One thing inexorably leads to the other, drip by drip by drip by drip by drip. You begin to reorder the fundamentals of society for yourself. Do not be alarmed when others decide to reorder it for themselves in a different way than you have reordered it for yourself, as opposed to everyone going along and conforming to the way that over time all of society itself decided it needed to be ordered. I know. I'm treading on dangerous ground by bringing this up, but it needs to be said. A lot of what we have done is not a forgetting of the past, but a conscious decision that we know better. The left has degraded the institutions of the past in this country and the knowledge of the founders and decided they were just a bunch of white supremacists upholding white supremacy power and their own personal financial fortunes by creating this country. But there are those who are allies of ours on the right who have done it the same way in different ways. While they uphold the founding institutions of the country, they degrade the founding families of the country and the way the country was put together at a very, very localized familial way with the parental structure that had historically proven the best way to raise kids. And those of us who find ourselves to be allies at some point do have to say there are some things in which we must disagree with our friends on the right who have decided that they too can upend the order of society for their family structure while they want to preserve the governmental structure of the founders. You can't have one without the other. Frankly, it goes back to the John Adams quote of this country is only meant for moral people. And I know that will come across as some people as as bigotry, homophobia, whatever you want to call it, the the phobia of the day. But you can't have one without the other, frankly. And we're starting to see the collapse of Western society as when one people decide they can remake it in their image, another group decide, oh, we're going to remake it in our image as well. It doesn't mean that what came before was perfect, but to some degree more perfect than now. We certainly had to purge ourselves of sins of slavery and things like that and the realization of the founding ideals that all men actually are created equal and women too, but there are differences between men and women. We intentionally as a society have decided to reject those parts of Western civilization that we have decided are inconvenient. And when one side does it, the other side does it. And guess what we're finding with the other side rejecting? Truth itself in favor of purging Western civilization of the very foundations of Western civilization. 
you got that guy, the, the free press did a big story on uh, the, the billionaire trust funder who is funding uh, the, the Antifa activists, bailing them out of jail for their terrorist acts, funding a communist commune in the Berkshires. He's a trust fund kid that at 13 decided he was going to embrace communism and has a tattoo of Stalin and Mao on his thigh. And he wants to use his trust fund money to burn down Western civilization. Now, he's not going to do that. You pay attention to the guy has serious fundamental issues and has struggled in the past with addictions and other things. He's probably going to use the money and fund a very destructive lifestyle for himself and others. But at the same time, um, when we tolerate a bunch of trust funders embracing progressivism, deciding that the liberal order of society is the way to go forward. It's not a coincidence that the people most likely to fund those hostile to capitalism in this country are the trust fund kids of the capitalist um, builders of this country. The Rockefeller kids and the Getty kids and all the like, uh, they become liberal and they fund the institutions that destroy Western civilization because they don't understand or appreciate the values of the country and their parents decided that they could raise them as good little open-minded liberals and their brains were so open that they fell out. We as a nation have decided to unlearn all the things the generations prior to us learned. And as a result, our free markets are no longer as free as they once were and therefore are far less efficient and far more prone to government intervention in ways that actually increase wealth inequality. You know, it's not a coincidence that when we had a freer market system, we had less wealth inequality in this country. And every time the Democrats intervene to try to get rid of wealth inequality, they make inequality more because they listen to the financiers who are progressives who write them checks who want to preserve their own wealth. They're not actually interested in elevating people out of poverty. You want to elevate people out of poverty? You make the system a freer market so that we go through the destructive uh, force of capitalism in the free market and the creative destruction that follows with it so that when the big businesses and the big banks go bankrupt, you let them fail and you let the entrepreneurs of the middle class pick up the pieces. And instead, the left has decided no bank can fail. No big business can fail. And as a result, no poor person can become a rich person. We just have to give them more money so they can relax on the social safety net and never dare to get ahead. We have intentionally unlearned the ways a free market capitalist society works. And we have a bunch of loud voices now telling us a free market capitalist society is a bad society. And they would transition us into a hyper inefficient socialist society where no one can ever advance and the entrepreneurial spirit dies. And it all begins with people on the left and right together deciding to devalue the basic building blocks of an ordered society. They have collaborated together to rebuild a society and a social project in their own image and have all of them turned to the idols of their own heart, which increase the inefficiencies of our system and slowly begin to tear it down to the point that you can watch a video of Hamas decapitating children and killing women and like the editorialist of the New York Times say, well, the women can't tell us what happened to them, so maybe they weren't actually raped. It all comes from both sides deciding to rebuild the world in their own image, as opposed to embracing the wisdom of the elders who have died before us. Now, I want you to embrace some wisdom from me.
I want you to not go stand in line to ship packages and get the flu from all those germy people in front of you. My gosh, the flu is going around. It's another reason you should use Stamps.com. In all seriousness, I mean, I I don't want to be around germy people to begin with, but literally with Stamps.com, if you're shipping packages, you can arrange for UPS, the post office, to come pick up the package from you. I do it all the time now, so I don't have to stand in line. You save money. You get a free digital scale. You get free postage. You get this great limited time offer from Stamps.com. You get the cheapest rates and the fastest rates with the post office and UPS. You can save up to 40 or 84% off shipping rates. It's so fantastic. It saves you money. It saves you time. And you don't stand in line this holiday season with all those germy coffee people in front of you. You go to stamps.com. You click on the microphone. You put in my name, Eric. Stamps.com. Click the microphone. Put in Eric. You have no contract to sign. You have no long-term commitment. You get the free digital scale. You get the free postage. You get the limited time offer. You get it all from stamps.com. You click on the mic. You put in Eric. You save time. You save money. And you do not stand in line. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I swear my sister is the only person on the planet who wants to be on jury duty. <laughs> she really wants to be on it on a jury duty uh, in Tennessee. She she loves them. She likes the murder trials. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Okay, uh, we we got to move on to other stuff. Um, the phone number here as well eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. Should you wish to be on the program, uh, the FAA is uh, announcing a special committee on pilot mental health. Um, I, uh, you know, we, we have been very fortunate in this country with the caliber of pilot in this country, particularly because our country values so much hiring people out of the Air Force and then putting them into the private sector. But between uh, the tower controllers with the FAA and pilots is extraordinary amount of pressure these days. Flying is not like it used to be. Uh, another reason I want to win the lottery and just fly private, the, the, the amount of commotion and, and garbage that pilots and flight attendants have to put up with right now on American planes is insane. The, the number of crazy people going on planes these days uh, the number of just garbage that the flight attendants have to put up with. You know, I fly Delta more than anything else because, I mean, I'm in Atlanta and Delta's kind of what you fly. If you go through Atlanta, you're probably going to be on Delta, maybe Southwest, uh, but mostly Delta. If you're going to heaven or hell, you're probably going to be on a Delta flight going through Atlanta these days. And it can be hellacious to deal with the people in airports and on airplanes right now. I just, I don't know. Um, Piloting is becoming more and more for a lot of them a glorified bus driver job, and that's not good. Um, I have tremendous respect for the pilots in this country, and it's good the FAA is taking seriously their well-being. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.